Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Big Takes. It's another episode of the NFL. It's episode 37. Keep the main thing the main thing. And I wonder who's been saying that for, I would say, 10 weeks now in the NFL. Joe, take us in. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Monday Night Football. Most watched Monday Night Football in 25 years. It had over 28 million people tapped in. And on the biggest stage, in the biggest games, this team finds a way to win. The Philadelphia Eagles are now 27-3 and in their last 30 games. They're 13-0 and in their last 13 games playing teams with a winning record. And this is a crazy stat. I don't even understand this one. 7-0 and in their last seven games where they've trailed by 10 or more points. The team wins. It's a team of winners, and it all starts at the top with their leader, Captain Jalen Hurts. How could you not want to run into a pot of boiling water for the guy? He's playing hurt. It's ne- it's never anyone else's fault. He's accountable. He you know gives love to his teammates. There's never any problems off the field. First one in, last one out. He wasn't getting paid last year. You didn't hear about it once. The guy, you couldn't ask for a better quarterback. You, we appreciate him while we have him because you might never see a quarterback this good suit up for the Philadelphia Eagles again. And it's not even just his play on the field. It's everything. It's the whole picture. And that's what being a quarterback of an NFL team is. You got to be more than just a player on the field. Agreed. I think you said everything about Jalen Hurts that everyone needs to hear. Everyone needs to like, see um, what kind of quarterback he is, what kind of person, you know, he is like, like you said, last one in, I mean, last one out, first one in, like he works every single day. He, does everything for his team. He'll do anything for them, whether it's, you know, staying late for extra hours, just defending them at the podium over and over again, defending them anywhere, you know, he can. Um, that, that shows his true leadership, and that shows this team will run through a brick wall for him, and that's why Jason Kelsey stayed another year. That's why this O-line loves him. That's why the running backs love him. That's why the wide receivers love him. That's why Cox has taken less money. Cox takes less less money. Jeffrey Lurie loves him. Ownership loves him. Slay took less money. He could have gone to Baltimore, made a couple more millions, stayed. Yeah, like they love him. They want to play for him. They want to play for this team because they know how special this is and how special he is. And it's going to be exciting come playoff time how well he performs again because, again, his first, you know, the second round against the Giants wasn't pretty. The third round against Sam Fran, you know, he wasn't throwing the ball well because of his sprained shoulder. And then all of a sudden, Super Bowl, he had two weeks rest. He balled out one of the greatest Super Bowl performances of a uh, QB. So I'm excited as an Eagles fan. Me too. I mean, that's the crazy thing is like we're 9-1. and one. We're winning and covering all these games, beating legit teams, Super Bowl contenders. And – I bet any Eagle fan would tell you the same. This team still has not hit their pinnacle. We have not hit our 100% our best, and I love that about this team. Like, let's keep working, and let's peak in the playoffs. Like, you see these teams come out blazing hot out the gate early, peak in week one, two. Like, no, it's a long season. The weather's going to get cold, and this team is yet to play their best football, and that's what excites me the most. I mean, and for a guy, and I'll admit, I've ha- I had my doubts about Sirianni, obviously, after the opening presser. He didn't have, like, a huge, you know, list of, th- like, of accomplishments. He was just, you know, he wasn't even calling plays in Indianapolis, and that was the only place he'd ever been in, in a pro organization before this comes in. 
bombs in the opening presser, and then he ha- had to hand off play calling duties to Steichen early. I was like, I don't know about this guy, but Philly Nick has these boys ready to play every week, and we have a true identity, and other teams don't. Like, I feel like yeah. watching the Eagles versus the Chiefs, you could tell the Eagles – they they didn't they were trying to get a little too cute in the first half, but second half they come out, they get back to running the ball again. I'm not the biggest fan of this either, but Jalen Hurts he, he can run the ball like he's he might be the best rushing quarterback in the NFL right now. He's tied for most rushing touchdowns all time by a quarterback. So Sirianni's winning he's winning football games like we've never seen in the city of Philadelphia before. So he has to get his dues. No, I agree. Um, like you said, the opening presser, I was you know. A little concerned. I was like, "Uh oh, who's like this head coach coming in?" You know, we have Jalen Hurts um, as our starting quarterback, second-year guy who was drafted in the second round. No one thought much of him. Can he make a leap? And Sirianni proved it. Proved that a uh, over/under four-win team goes to the playoffs. Um, then the next year, they start out nine and one, go to the Super Bowl, and again nine and one this year, looking for that Super Bowl and. I'm excited. I love Sirianni. He gives this team that dog mentality, and this is that's all Philly. Like Chase, he rep like Nick Sirianni represents Philadelphia for that dog mentality, always being the underdogs that everyone hates, and I think he wears it. I mean, you could see him like post game during the game, yep. and it's just that's a representation of Philadelphia, and that's why I think everyone loves him and wants to play for him in Philly. No doubt. And two more things building off that on Syriana Chase. Remember a couple weeks ago, um, we went for it. It was like a fourth. It wasn't a fourth and one. It was a fourth and longer. And we go for it, get it. And on the sideline, you see Sirianni go up to like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard, Jones, like pretty much all like the key offensive players. He's like, I go for it on fourth and four because of you. I go for it on fourth and four because of you. Just giving love, confidence to his guys. And then not only that, in my sports broadcasting class, we were talking about this a little bit because my one professor, um, he used to work in the Philly media and everything, and um, he's he's been inside those locker rooms, and he was saying, like, Sirianni, nicest guy, takes the time to learn the reporters' names. You know, he's given genuine responses. He's not acting like he's too big for it all, not acting Hollywood. So that goes a long way with me, too, that he's a down-to-earth guy Yeah, well, you can when tell, the camera's off him. Yeah, even when the camera's on him, you can tell. For sure. How well he, th- he, how he well thinks about, you know, his answers, how he, you know, kind of goes into – detail Mm -hmm. where you know some coaches don't and you know he'll he'll willingly go into detail about certain plays why he did this why he did that you know reason x reason y like he'll go into those details and i think it's very much appreciated like you said from the media from the reporters and it just really tells character about him as a coach as a person and how he can lead an nfl team and he doesn't air things out too. Like Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown had that dispute early in the season. Sirianni's like private conversation, non like period. Yeah. And then Hurts too. Hurts isn't airing out AJ Brown like, oh, AJ was doing this and that. No, you just you don't hear a word on it. And then next thing you know, AJ Brown breaks an NFL record for most consecutive games with 125 yards. So yeah. this team knows how to handle business professionally. They're also best friends too. And like yeah. the media made it seem like AJ like hates the media Hertz. really. Picks they, him out to be a diva, and he's yeah. Like, but meanwhile, he wanted to come to Philly because of his best friend Jalen. He yep. comes to Philly. He has one of his best seasons of all time. Fifteen hundred yards. Hundred yards is double gonna, digit TDs. Yeah, could break his record this year. And in MVP conversation, MVP conversations regarded as a top three, top four wide receiver in the NFL, playing with his best friend on a Super Bowl contending team. 
I don't see the diva there. Yeah, I a see. couple years ago they were calling him Walmart DK. Yeah, and now so it's now like it's like DK, who's DK Metcalf compared to AJ Brown for know? real. So um, it, it's funny how the media does portray the situations, how they think. You know, it's just like Joe and I getting to a heated conversation about sports, but at the end of the day. We love each other and it doesn't matter. And you exactly. Like yeah. That's that's, ha- that's what happens in sports. I'm glad they – Yeah. Like I want I want to see that passion, that fire. Like they, I want to see you want to win by any means necessary. Like you're going to war with your brothers. Like you're, you're going to butt heads. You're going to see things differently. And I feel like the best results come from going back and forth, challenging each other, working hard against each other, practice. Like this – I love also see the players talk about they're like, I'm going up again – like. And you saw it was Devontae Smith in particular. He was referencing, he's like, at Alabama, like the reason the program's so successful is because you got, I'm going up against Pat Sertan every day in practice. And there's so many SEC guys on this Eagles team. I feel like they're really hammering that home. Like the practice intensity, they always talk about Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, the four core, Kelsey and Johnson, bringing the intensity, setting the tone every day in practice. And you don't win the game on Sunday, you win the game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, to go off that, we were talking about the SEC practice. Um, what was I going to say? I had something. The Georgia Bulldogs? Georgia, no, what was it? Sertan um, and Smitty. Sertan and Smitty. Anyway, I'll come back iron to it. Iron sharpens when, iron. I'll come back to it when um, noted. Uh, I get it back in my mind. But I also want to give a shout-out to Jalen Carter, who has been an absolute beast to be reckoned with. He's plowing Pro Bowl guards in Joe Thune. He's getting doubled to triple teamed. And he's just plowing through guys. He's getting held every single possession. They don't call it. He is unstoppable, and I think he will be the best D tackle the Eagles will ever have in history. And it's only his rookie year. And <laughs> that's this crazy. Is, and this is what he's doing. So to me, like he has, I think the largest ceiling as a defensive player in this class. And I think he'll be in the conversation of. Is he as good as Aaron Donald? Is he can he take the next step as Aaron Donald? Because he is a force. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I saw. I'm, I was laughing at this play this morning. I saw it was um when the Chiefs went to spike it. He tried diving through the center's leg to catch the spike. It was just an IQ play. Like I love seeing that extra yeah. effort. Like a lot of people are thinking, oh, they're snapping. You're gonna take the play off. He's trying to dive through the center's and he, leg. He actually hit his hand. Yeah, he almost That's got the it. The crazy part. Like he actually almost had the pick. For real. For real, but nah, this defense is humming. Sean Desai, Mass. How about the adjustments he made at halftime? Shut out in the. I can't remember the last time uh, uh, Miami Dolphins shut him out in uh, Germany, but the last time they were shut out in Arrowhead, that game was a little different too. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Kevin and Kevin Byard, you know, he was getting people were giving him a little ill will, saying, "Uh, is Byard washed?" No. He's right outside the 30 club. He just got another one. I think he has 28 picks now tied with Darius Slay, and he locked up Travis Kelsey. 44 yards for Kelsey on 11 targets. Whew. He made Kelsey look old, Chase. Like, he's making... He always matches up well against him because he's played him many times since he was yeah. on the Titans, so he's played him a lot. Um, and Byard's a strong physical safety. He's going to match up with you. He's going to get in your face. He's going to get in your body like if it's a pass interference you know all right we'll give him one but he's gonna play physical he's gonna play to the ball he's not gonna let you to get those chances to make a catch and you know it proved that he did that um this past monday night and i think 
going into a new defense, he's finally settling in. And you, again, you have to remember, he played for the Titans for his entire career. And now he's going into a whole new system, whole new players, you know, pro, you know, all pro corners who can actually play. New role a little bit. We're asking yeah. him to play a little nickel, nickel corner here and there. So. Yeah, and he has, he has a good safety in um, Reed Blankenship next to him. He's really developed. I didn't know yeah. about him when he first started, but he... He's a great tackle. He gets tackled. Open yeah. field tackler. His line for tackles is set at like seven and a half every game. Yeah. So Vegas has given him respect, and that goes along He's with me. He's a great open field tackler. For real. Yeah, no, I love it. Although I will say... We were just talking about this. Darius Slay, I think we're starting to unfortunately see the decline, um, which is okay. I definitely think he's got enough in him this year to be a lockdown corner for the, what we need him to be. Yeah. But, like, if you look at that play, Rishi Rice on the sideline just juked him and Slay owned it. Like, he just doesn't – he physically might not be able to make that type of open field tackle anymore. Yeah, which I'm, I'm okay with. I mean, as long as he can keep covering guys like he does in man, like, I'm not worried about it. Hundred percent, because he's he's still he's still you know not allowing huge gains against top receivers. Agree, and he was never known as like a lock up Jalen Ramsey type tackler too. Like that's not his game. No, no, his games in the past. Mm-hmm. That's that's where his group game. tackling, yeah. yeah, and yeah, for corners too. Like they're used to having the angle of tackling on the side more, whereas a safety will come head on, so it's different. But one hundred percent. But nonetheless, another big matchup for the Eagles this week. Another top, eh, not top anymore, but another pretty highly regarded AFC team coming into the link. Buffalo Bills in town. I personally think it's a disrespectful line. The Eagles are only favored by three and a half, which I get they're on a short week. Jets had an easy one last week with Zach. Or, um, they played the Jets last week, had an easy win playing Zach Wilson. Wilson ended up, it was so bad that uh, Zach Wilson's now, he went from the starter to the third string in one game. Uh, you know, obviously it's more than that, but that was the nail in the coffin for Zach Wilson and I think his career. But who do you like in this one, Chase? I love the birds. He, you know, people are hyped up on Buffalo for winning the game against the Jets. You know, Josh Allen saying he'd be back um, wherever it was. But you're also playing the Jets. Uh, you have to admit, like, again, like, it I was do or die for Buffalo in Buffalo. for Buffalo in Buffalo. Like, I understand, you know, the Eagles, in, the Eagles had the worst game against the Jets. That's why they lost. But – Buffalo lost to the Jets already in the opener. Josh Allen had four turnovers, three picks to Jordan Whitehead, and then one fumble by himself. They're not not—they're playing sloppy football. Um, they don't really have an offensive identity. I think coming into the link's going to be a hard task for them. I can't remember the last time Buffalo. I don't think Josh Allen's played in the link yet um, against the Eagles. So I think it's going to be a tough matchup for Josh Allen. I think Sean Desai is going to be able to just kind of make him – be like a Superman. Try to he's he's gonna make Josh Allen do whatever it is, and that's gonna make him a turnover machine. I think uh, this Sunday. I agree, Chase. And also, Buffalo has a serious Stefan Diggs problem on their hands. In Week Ten against Denver two weeks ago, he had thirty-four yards, and then last week he only had twenty-seven yards against the Jets. So that is nowhere near the Stefan Diggs we've come accustomed to seeing. His brother. And again, I'm not blaming Diggs for his brother's words. They're both grown men, but Trayvon tweeted out, you got to get 14 out of there. Terrible sign. We knew there was some drama going into the year. Allen, you know, tried to keep it quiet, said, we're as good as we've ever been. You know, it's just what happens. I don't know. I think it's a Diggs problem. They Ken Dorsey's he's, gone. He, he's a diva. 
AJ Brown isn't. I but, think yeah, I mean, Diggs is a diva. Like Diggs, where else do you want to go? You know, you've had an opportunity to win a Super Bowl here. You're competing Three at a high years. level. You've got a quarterback who's in MVP talks. Like, what more do you want? There's really only maybe he's having what? his best years. You could probably he's count been a top five wide receiver. And he's the one too. He's got no competition on that team. He gets double digit targets almost every game. Like you could probably count on one hand the different teams where Diggs could have it better. Like the grass is not greener. No. He's loved in Buffalo. He's got a loyal fan base that would do any, you know, like one of their players, you find out like a player's grandma has like a certain type of cancer. Next thing you know, the mafia raises like a million dollars in a week. Like loyal fans that love their bills up there in Buffalo. They don't got much else going on. You know, you got the Sabres and Bills. That's it. And the freezing cold. Freezing cold. You know, you're, you're closer to Canada than you are the U.S. really. Obviously, it's in the U.S. But I mean, yeah, so... Real Diggs problem. I if you know if maybe Diggs was coming in on a heater, I would feel a little more worried just because that Allen Diggs connection can be lethal when they're on. Yeah. But they're off right now. Slay's a good physical matchup for Diggs. I always talk about. I feel like Slay does better against like the Justin Jefferson Diggs type quicker route runners oh, yeah. than he does against like a physical Metcalf, AJ Brown type receiver. I feel like Brown. Bradbury matches up against mm-hmm. like he physical. yep like Bradbury would be better against like a T Higgins whereas yeah. Slay might have some tr- like that t- exactly exactly Slay's a little smaller um so yeah I love the birds here I get yeah, it I we, think we the offense emotional loves. win we just had yeah. on the road we're traveling back I don't care you travel here's the thing you also had a bye before that week mm-hmm. so it's not like Hurts his knee looked pretty good, Chase. I didn't see any hobbling. I didn't see a brace on. Maybe he, just, he had one like a he little had one. A knee sleeve. I, I okay. saw it. I I've I've actually have the same one that he has. It's literally just you slide it up your leg, put it on your knee, and it just is like a velcro, and it just supports your knee. A just little. a little something. It's I, just a little. It slides up your no foot. no metal in there. Nope. Okay. Slides up your foot, goes up to your knee. Nothing serious, and you can just wear it for just a little more stability. It's better than a full on knee brace under. Um, the lagging, so that's also a great sign. And plus, you want to be cautious. It's the NFL. One huge hit to the knee, you know, it could re-aggravate it. One hundred percent. I also just don't think Buffalo can run on us. They their run game's getting a little better. James Cook again. Well, I gotta give him props. But Pacheco only had eighty nine yards on us on almost twenty carries last week. And the birds still have let up less than three rushing touchdowns allowed the entire season. It's a tough team to run on. We got beef on that. The first run. half was rough. For the rushing. It was. You know, on both lines. Up. I was shocked to see how our O-line was getting beat. Our O-line first looked bad. Like, they like they made the Chiefs D-line look amazing. I do have to say, Chris Jones looked great. He did. He, he manhandled our O-line, which I was disappointed to see because I thought it would be a great matchup for this O-line. They're studs everywhere. everywhere. You get Jurgens back. The run game, you know, is back. My lot is my lot. Dickerson is a tank and Lane mm-hmm. Johnson is one of the best tackles in the league. So I was expecting more from this O line. And I think, you know, as a captain and leader in Jason Kelsey, they're gonna have a huge bounce back game at home. Yeah, agree. One hundred percent. And also I think Lane deserves a little bit of a break. I know he hasn't looked as good the past couple weeks, but everybody's gotta remember against the Jets he did sprain his ankle and he just yeah. played through it the whole time and took painkillers. Yeah. So he wasn't a hundred percent. He's feeling hella three each week. The week after, so it's not like literally the week after. Yeah. So you know, it's still probably bothering. One hundred percent. Easily. Yeah, I'm sure it got like a little better over the bye, but it's not. It probably, it probably won't be a hundred percent this season. Yeah. So people do have to keep that in mind. A hundred percent. But yeah, I just think with the injuries this Bills defense has had in losing Milano, Tre'Davious White, it's getting a little thin back there. They tried bringing in Razul Douglas. 
he's okay. He's okay. He had a little bit of a fluke year with uh, Green Bay yeah. when he had, what, and six he picks? He was on the Eagles before, and Eagles players know how he is. So I, I feel like, you know, they understand how he plays. As mm-hmm. a and those Bills safeties, Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde, they're getting a little old. They're getting a little old. So, they, you know, it's been seeing the Bills get burned deep a little bit more lately. Um, but, yeah, the Bills, they got one way to win. It's the Mike Tyson and the words of Colin Coward. They're going to blow you out, or you could really you could, you could take them into a dogfight and you can push them around. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I think the Eagles' defense is just going to give that Bills O-line trouble, too. I, oh, yeah. I don't think – People really Chase, our defense hasn't had that like double digit sack game yet. Remember like last year against Washington, the first time we played and we got eleven off on Wentz? I think I'm waiting for that game. I'm waiting for that game because you have the guys Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. Another sack for Reddick. Yep. Since he got that cast off, he's Reddick from twenty twenty two. Exactly. And you know, I I feel like a lot of people were hating on his first couple weeks, but you also have to admit he had surgery on his thumb and as a normal pe- Reddick's freakishly tough and has a crazy high pain tolerance. Normal people wouldn't entertain playing no. that game. And he's like, yeah, let me just throw the cast on. Let's go. Yeah. He just wasn't 100%, not even close. He's probably 70, 65. Yeah. Now he's back. Oh, yeah. And he's a force. Mm-hmm. Force to be reckoned with, and I love it. He brings the energy, and he is one of the best DNs in the NFL. Agree. And Josh Sweat's playing so good that a top – 20 defensive player in college football from last year, a first-round pick can't get on the field, Nolan Smith. Yeah. And that's not a knock to Nolan. It's just that Sweat's playing that good. Yeah, It's a good problem to have, too many good it players. Is. It is, and that's what you want. You want that depth. Yeah, You want it. And that's the great part about this Eagles D-line. Chase, I got a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Outside of the 49ers with Armstead and Hargrave, name a team that Milton Williams wouldn't start on. Outside of the Eagles and Niners, at the tackle, like that's how deep we are. Milton, have you been seeing Milton? Oh, I've been seeing him make plays. He mm-hmm. is, you know what? When Cox finally, you know, retires, and I think after this year he will. Yeah, Milton Williams, especially if we get the bull. Yeah, Williams, Davis, and Carter are going to be a force mm-hmm. for I would say the next eight years. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't think you know thinking about D lines, you think about. The Ravens, because they lead the league in sacks, but they don't have any huge playmakers at the D tackle position. No, um, I think he would start everywhere else. Seriously, because he is Tennessee's got Jeffrey, but that's but one, one player. That's one player. Like I, I think he starts everywhere else. He, Just, he is yeah. good. Like he's very good. Mm-hmm. He would at least be like he'd be playing more than he is now, yeah. and he would give whoever the starter is a run for their money till through all camp. Oh yeah. And I think he, other than the Niners, just because they got two studs in Armstead and former former Eagle Hargrave. Yeah, I mean, so that's why, like, when everyone was freaking out about the Niners getting Hargrave, we knew we had Milton, and then you let Carter fall to us. Like, we literally are better at D-tackle this year than we were last year. And Hargrave went and got $84 and we're, you know, paying Milton and Carter combined probably, like— And Davis. What, like five mil? You're not even three players less than Hargrave. Way like, significantly less. But the first-round pick— Carter, Carter probably gets like what, like ten mil. Yeah, he was a top I would say ten seven pick. Mil, seven Milton's getting mil. nothing. Milton's getting maybe one to two a year. And Davis probably gets probably like five to six. He was like I think fifteenth, right? Sixteen. Sixteen. Right yeah. So, that. and yeah, it's just significantly less money. Oh yeah, and you know, you're getting all that for guys just coming into the league instead of paying for a guy who's thirty, thirty-one. 
about to end his career. And I don't know his number. I'm looking him up right now. I don't know off the top of my head how many sacks Hargrave has this year, but I feel like it's been a bit of a quiet year. Like I haven't seen any. Okay. Get four and a half sacks, zero force fumbles. Four and a half. Let me look at Carter real quick. Because I, I definitely could tell you Carter has four. I know that for a fact. I'm looking up Milton as we speak. Milton has a half sack and 13 solo tackles. For reference, Hargrave has 20. And then defense. And I'm checking Jordan Davis right now. Just so we get an exact comparison Carter of production has four here. Sacks. Oh, and Jordan Davis has two and a half sacks and a forced fumble. So from Hargrave, you're getting four and a half sacks, zero. 20 solo tackles, zero forced fumbles. From Davis alone, you're getting two and a half sacks, plus the Carter, what'd you say, four or four and a half? Carter has four sacks. So that's already six and a half, plus the Milton half, you get seven sacks and a forced fumble. And Carter has two forced fumbles. Oh my goodness, he got three forced fumbles, seven sacks, compared to, and more tackles, obviously, compared to four and a half sacks, zero forced fumbles. Yeah, for 20... Four mil, maybe? yeah. Oh, so that's why Howie Roseman wins GM of the year. That's why he's the best GM of the year. That's why he's the best GM in football. I mean, it's not that hard. You, you, we numbers will never lie. We simply the, pulled up the production of both, and the Eagles—they're getting the better production for less money. Yep, he was the only GM to trade for All Pro this trade deadline. Wow. And Kevin Byer. Wow. No one else traded for an All. And it's not like we gave up the farm or anything, like. Nope. Gave up Terrell Edmonds and a like fifth round pick. Take it all day. I would do that every day of the week. I'd push the button any. And you don't even have to resign Bayer to a new deal. It's not he has another year, so he has two years on his contract. Unreal. So Unreal. now, getting off the Eagles, we've been talking about them for a while. But come on, keep the main. How thing, could the you main not? Thing. How could you not come off a big win in Arrowhead? Thanksgiving football. 8.20 at night, San Fran takes on Seattle at the 12th man field. Seattle hasn't been playing too hot. San Fran's back on track where they need to be, um, being up on some teams, but also you know being up on some less talented teams, in my opinion, that I don't think. I, I think they get too much credit for who they're beating, and I think the Eagles get less credit for who they beat, um, you know. So, I do like to keep that. I want to, you know. Sam Fran also had a three-game losing streak. Yeah, they were on a three-game losing streak, and they lost to some pretty bad teams. And I want you, Minnesota. I want Minnesota. Like, how do you lose to Minnesota, bro? We could play Minnesota ten times. We'll beat them ten times. And cover the spread. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the disrespectful spread. Yeah. Um, but this is a game that makes or breaks Brock Purdy. And the reason why is because they got Tariq Woolen, Devon Witherspoon, Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, Julian Love, Julian Love, Leonard Williams, and a bunch of playmakers. Jordan Brooks, Jordan Bobby Brooks, Wagner. Bobby Wagner. And I think this is going to be a make it break it for San Fran. And I'm going to rot. And Joe's been saying something that I love. Give me the dogs in the 12th man. Dogs are barking. I don't know how I feel about my take now, but at the beginning of the year, I said I got Seattle coming out of the West. I was fading Purdy. Purdy's coming off a good week. But it's do or die for Seattle. They lost a heartbreaker, still covered. It should be noted Seattle is 7-2 and two against the spread this year. You never know what to bet. 
throw a couple bucks on the Seattle uh, spread. Uh, they they do tend to cover, but they lost but covered against the Rams last week in a surprising one. That was my lock of the week. I'll own that. It did not hit. The Rams, you know, Stafford came out. Despite the Cooper Cup injury, they got the job done. But Seattle's going home. The 12th, man, it's going to be loud. I'm calling for the upset outright. I got Seattle in a big way here. Um, they're seven and a half point underdogs. Geno Smith has not looked great. Kenneth Walker's hurt, but I'm Charbonnet's good. Charbonnet's legit. He's got fresh legs. You got three wide receivers and a competent enough tight end, a fairly rebuilt O line, and a solid defense. And Pete Carroll historically has dominated Kyle Shanahan. Yep. You know. I think that there's a chance the 49ers are going to overlook this week. It's kind of a trap game for them being a divisional game because next week the 49ers play their Super Bowl. They come into Philadelphia. They're already underdogs. We all know they've had that circled since the day they lost the NFC Championship. All their players openly talk about how the Eagles are their least favorite team in the league. They hate us. Um, You know you're doing something right when they hate us because they ain't us. It's lonely at the top. Always has been. Always will be. But – I think it's a trap game for the Niners, and I like Seattle to win out, right? I do, too. I'm not going to tell you to go bet it, although you get some great value. I think they're close to, what, plus 300 almost? Yep. Um, I'm looking right now. There, Yeah, plus 280. That line's moved a little bit, but yeah, I'm on Seattle. They're 4-1 and one at home, and I just think it's a true textbook definition trap game for the Niners with Philly next week. I have to agree. I think they're going to overlook this game. This is a must-win game for Seattle, and I think they know that because they play San Fran in the span of three weeks. They play them this week, play Dallas, San Fran, and then Philly. So I, this this is a big stretch for them, and I think you know losing to the Rams kind of is going to wake them up and be like, hey, like we need to make the playoffs. We can make the playoffs. This is going to be a tough stretch, um, and it starts with the 49ers because you know I don't I don't think they could win. Um, and Levi Stadium. So I think this is the game. They have the secondary to do it. They have the linebackers to do it. And I think they can make Brock Purdy look like a fool out there. I think Carroll's been a, around long enough that he knows if you pressure Purdy, it's going to fall apart. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors with this San Fran offense. There really is. Like If you can stop the run game, CMC, slow him down a little bit. They're done. They're done. They are done. So... Trap game for the Niners. Small town big takes is right in Seattle. Yeah, love it. Now, keeping it on, similar theme actually, keeping it on Thanksgiving, got the Commanders at 430 as a huge underdog to the Cowboys. This line has moved a lot. I think it opened at nine. The Cowboys are now 12 and a half point favorites in Jerry World. And I'm not calling the Commanders to win, but they're going to cover this. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys are two and eight against the spread this year. This feels free. No, I agree. And I don't know what it is. I just feel like the Commanders always play well in the dome in Dallas. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Every time it's like a prime time game, they always play well. Even when Carson Wentz was a Commander, they played a four o'clock game, and it was like a three point game, and Wentz threw a game ending interception in the end. So somehow they always play well, and I think. You know, yeah, I mean Sam, they've played indoors once so far this year, and they did win. Sam Howell had a down week last week, and I think he comes back, bounces back, and he kind of aired the ball out. I can't. Can. I still can't believe he leads the league in passing yards. I can't believe it either. He can He can ball a little, 
and um, it's impressive. Chase, do you think he's earned another year? Easily. If you lead the league in passing yards, you earn it. You earn a year. Uh, easily. Um, he just has costly turnovers at times, and they're just – they have good receivers. I just don't think – I don't know. I, they're, they're just not putting it all together. No, like, I think Ron Rivera's got to go. He he's not good. This is this is a stat too that's interesting. Rivera has never had back to back winning seasons, even with some pretty stacked up Carolina teams. He's had yeah. some great defenses. Prime Cam Newton. They went fifteen and one one year. The next year, losing season. So that that really goes to show you a lot about maybe he's not the best culture builder. Um, you know, he's kind of been criticized for coaching soft teams. And he's a softer guy. I mean, listen to him talk. He's very, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, nice dude, but I just yeah. don't know if he's meant to be a pro NFL football coach. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, just I never think, having back-to-back winning seasons is a problem. I think they need to hire Eric Bieniemy. Whatever I probably said his name Bien-Ami, wrong. Yeah, Bieniemy. Um, I think he deserves a shot as a head coach, and I think he should just be able to take over this team, be an offensive-minded coach, hire D coordinator that can, you know, really boost that defense. But at the same time. The GM throws away Chase Young, the second pick of a draft. Throws away Montez, Montez Sweat. Sweat who what are you doing? Balled out in Chicago, and they only get a second and third round pick. Terrible. That Terrible. I mean, to me, if you have you took Chase Young second overall, second overall, why are you trading him? That, the guy's been hurt. It's not like he's been terrible. No, he was having a pretty impressive year coming off that ACL injury. He comes back. He starts, you know, balling, doing his thing. And they trade him for a second round pick. It's ridiculous. I mean that that right there like just shows how the ownership, even with the new owners, they're they're terrible. Mm-hmm. That organization sucks. But yeah, it's like and there's so much drama too. Is like the players don't know if they're gonna be even playing in FedEx Field. There's rumors that they're gonna tear it down any day now. There's rumors they're changing the name back to the Redskins from the Commanders. I've heard that's confirmed. Really? So it's just there's so much drama. There's always problems, you know. Yeah. The field's terrible. I mean, you've been in there, Chase. It's oh, a- it's terrible. This the stadium sucks. First of all, just the whole design of it sucks. Just everything. The fans about- stop showing up. Yeah, like the thing about it, it's just it's a terrible situation. How are you gonna represent the nation's capital? Yeah, like, like- no one wants to be there. <laughs> like you walk in there, you're like, I'm depressed. Like I don't want to be here. Awful, yeah. awful. But that being said. We move into the 1 o'clock window. I think this is a pretty good 1 o'clock window, and I think this could be the best game in it. It's actually a terrible 1 o'clock window. I eat my words. I was thinking about the 4 o'clock apologies, but only good game in the 1 o'clock window. Jags versus Houston. The Jaguars are favored by 1.5 on the road in Houston. C.J. Stroud had an interesting game last week. He's had 340 yards, but he also had three interceptions. He's a slinger. That's what he does. Jags coming off a good bounce-back week. Like small town, big takes predicted. Chase, who do you like in that one? Give me Houston. Houston at home. CJ Stroud's been balling. He's still at 340 yards with three picks, three costly turnovers, still can throw the ball and lead, and lead his team down to win the game. I don't think this Jacksonville defense is ready against CJ Stroud and Tank Dell, Nico Collins. And even Devils, Devin Singletary has been playing very well with Damian He has. Out. You know, Great fantasy pickup yeah. for my team. Like He looks good. The run game looks good. C.J. Stroud looks good. And this Houston defense still, they still look like a top 10 defense. D'Amico Ryans, and I said it last week, D'Amico Ryans has this team playing 
very well on the defense side of the ball. Derek Stingley looks good. He just came back, had an interception against Arizona. He looks great. He got a couple playmakers, and I think they kind of shut down Trevor Lawrence. I, In my opinion, I don't think he's the prince. I don't think he's the one that everyone's like, I want to build my team. I don't want to build my team around Trevor Lawrence. You know why? The hype has been around him for like four years now. Yeah, since he was a senior in high school. Since he was a senior in high school. You think he got to his head a little bit? He does play it. He's too California cool. Like he, He's not pissed off when he loses. Is third year in the NFL or fourth? Third. Third? And he hasn't been in an MVP conversation. Hurts yeah. has twice. Hurts, and and Hurts leads. Trevor Lawrence's rookie year was so bad. He had nine touchdowns, 17 picks, led the AFC in picks. Granted, he had Urban Meyer. It was Jacksonville. But still they were 17 awful. picks. That's still your reads. That's terrible. Urban Meyer doesn't make those reads. Or, or yeah, Urban's not throwing the ball. No. My thing is, I don't think he's the guy that everyone thinks he is. And every media outlet is like, Trevor Lawrence is the guy I want my team around. Trevor Nick he, Wright? Oh, my Nick God. Wright. He loses games for them. People have to. Yes, he did win the game against the Chargers, but well, he's the reason they were in that hole to begin with. He threw four picks, and can I remind everyone? It's Brandon Staley's defense. Okay, I've reminded you how bad they are, and you're gonna just remember in your head that Brandon Staley should be fired just because of after how he just bad his blew a game is. to the Packers. So, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a guy to be, you know, promised to lead. No, the NFL to greatness as the next quarterback. And I think it's going to show in Houston this Sunday. And I think Houston wins. Huge, huge game for the division. Jags were a heavyweight favorite to be a runaway in this division. If Houston wins, I think we might see the odds flip. Um, They got the easier schedule remaining. Similar, you know, it's not like the Jags have a gauntlet to go through, but Houston, I think, only plays one more team after this week with a winning record as of right now. So that definitely is in their favor, but I don't know, Chase. The Jags are 4-0 on the road. I think this there's, this could be the game of the week. You got Eagles-Bills, but I think that could get ugly. Yeah. So I this think, is going to be a tight game. Oh, yeah. And I could see points being put up. But this Jaguars defense? They just locked up Tennessee, but it's Tennessee. Bro, like, it's yeah. Will Levis. Yeah. It's Will. I mean. They put up 34 on them. But, again, Tennessee's kind of falling apart. I think the locker room's going a little bit. And it's not on Vrabel. They just don't have the horses. You know, they kind of sold at the deadline. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, there's a bunch of problems in Tennessee. So that that win we'll take with a grain of salt. But at the same time, Houston did only beat Arizona. So it's not like they're coming off a dominating win. But Houston does have – But they did come off They got more impressive wins. Yeah, I'll agree. They beat Cincinnati in Cincy. They beat beat the Jags in Jacksonville. Yeah. Now that's the other reason why I'm kind of leaning Jags here is because – It's hard to beat a team twice. It's hard to beat a team twice. And – Right now, I trust Doug Peterson more than D'Amico, but I just think the Jaguars are going to be playing with, I can't even say it. I was going to say they're going to be playing with more urgency, but it's really a huge game for the division. I mean, because if the Texans win this game, yeah, both teams will be 7-4, and four, but the Texans will have a total tiebreaker over the Jags. They yeah, swept them on the season. And you know how disappointing that would be? For the Jags to like pretty much miss the playoffs. What are we going to talk about Trevor Lawrence then? He's going to miss the playoffs and CJ Stroud, a rookie, in, overtakes him. In one of the worst divisions, too, he's going to miss the playoffs. I mean, the Colts with no Anthony Richardson and the Titans are free. Yeah. I mean, even the Colts gave Jacksonville a run for the money once without 
AR. What happens this time? I, I mean, I'm just saying, Jacksonville's just, you know, there's a lot going on right now. Any game can go either way with them. I think it's, they can they can easily blow out a team, but they also can get easily blown out. Yeah. That's I, the problem with them. The best their defense has looked all season, too, needs to be taken with a grain of salt. They held the Steelers to 10 points. I mean, I feel like that's pretty easy. I feel like that's the standard when you're playing I, the Steelers. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers <laughs> really go above 20 points. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, like we mentioned, C.J. Stroud's got more passing touchdowns in 10 games than Pickett does in his whole career, and he's been a two-year starter now. So speaking of which, Matt Canada fired by the Steelers. Steelers fans are uh, happy everywhere, but I still think they're terrible. They've been outgained in every single game, yet they're 6-4. and four. They're playing a cupcake schedule, and Pickett's not the guy. And now there's no excuses. But back to Jags, Texans, I got to give my final take. I would tell... I wouldn't tell anyone to bet this game. I really wouldn't because it's basically a true pick em. I mean, I'm going to go with Jags, and I'm just going to go with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. They've won a playoff game, and it's a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. Yeah. And in a true pick em, that's what I'm going to fall back on. But it wouldn't shock me at all if the Texans won. Yeah. I'm riding with the Houston Texans. Now, moving on to the Cleveland Browns at Denver Broncos. The over-under of this matchup is 36 points. Let me tell you right now, I am just going to give you guys a free one. I love the under in this game. I love it. Denver's defense, I would say, in the past four weeks, has the highest turnovers. Um, The Cleveland Browns are their number one rated defense in the NFL. It's going to be a defensive battle, and I think, especially, like, Yes, Russ has been playing better, but still, even against Minnesota, he didn't look that good. Their offense still was stagnant. Um, and with the DTR leading the Browns, I just don't see them putting up much points against this Denver defense. And I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And I think Denver just might come out on top because they're at home in mile high. I like Denver too here. I think you got to give Russ a little more credit. I know, but he just week. barely beat Minnesota. He I'm, did. I'm just saying they I'm had no run game though. That's why I like I watched that whole game because I needed a Javante Williams legacy game to win in fantasy on Sunday night, but it didn't happen. He only had 37 yards, so the run game was non-existent for no, Denver. I'm just saying, like with the Browns, like top-rated defense. Like, oh yeah, it's going to be hard for Russ. To the difference between the Vikings and the Browns defense is vast. Yeah, and Miles Garrett's putting himself in the MVP conversation. I mean, the guy's unblockable. He should win Defensive Player of the Year. I agree. I agree. He's carrying a team now with a rookie quarterback to wins. Yeah. Great win last week for the Browns. I mean, who who saw that coming, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're going— Again, the Steelers I mean, are held to 10 points. Steelers held to 10 points. Kenny Pickett, a starting quarterback, just— Horrible. Terrible. I mean, he Almost a 50% completion percentage, 60 quarterback rating, 100 yards, no touchdowns. And here, I want— He's so bad. He, he's terrible. Let me, let me tell you, you could blame Matt Canada for a lot of things, but there were multiple times Deontay Johnson is one-on-one on the outside running a fade or streak route, and he is wide open, and there are videos— He was freaking out on the sideline. Waving his hand up and down the sideline because he beat his man by five feet and Pickett throws a dump off to whoever it was, Najee or Jalen Warren. He just keeps throwing checkdowns. 
Kenny Pickett is not the guy, and it's going to prove that Matt Canada wasn't the problem, and it's Kenny Pickett. Yeah. You reached on him in the first round. Like you've said multiple times, he's a third-round, third, three-day guy in the draft. He shouldn't have gone in the first round. No one was looking at him in the first round. You wasted your pick. Now you're going to have to rebuild again because you just wasted the years of Cam Hayward, TJ Watts getting older. You don't have much time left with that defense as spectacular. Patrick Peterson, yeah. he's old. I mean, jo- Joey Porter Jr., bright spot. That was a great pick in the mm-hmm. second round. It was. First-round lineman they took, I don't know. Yeah. Blanking on his name, but um, not not having a great year. Had trouble even getting on the field. Yeah, so. Like, if you're, have, if you're a first-round lineman and you're having trouble starting on what was a terrible line the previous year, it's a bad sign. Really bad it's sign. It's a terrible – I mean, even if you look at the Eagles, Andre Diller, first round, calling. Like, it's tough drafting these linemen high. It really it is. Because it's such a different game, college it to is. pro. But And the other thing with that Kenny Pickett game from last week is that it's not even like they couldn't run the ball. I know he had a long run that kind of pads the stats here a little bit. But Jalen Warren had 130 yards, and Najee had almost 40. Yeah, that's still 170 yards on the ground. And it's, and it's so much harder to run, too, when you can't pass. Yeah. So, I mean, if you watch that game, Cleveland was just blitzing eight every time. Yeah, they were yeah. like, Pickett can't make the throws. We'll just leave our guys on islands. Doesn't matter. And yeah. it didn't. No, because you have Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, who can cover pretty well. So I'll I'll see Kenny Pickett check down again, check down again. And, you know, he's never going to challenge. Miles Garrett, two sacks again. Yeah. I think it was one of the earlier drives of the game. They just didn't even block Garrett. No. He just drilled Pickett. I was like, wow, that's hilarious. Oh, I was laughing because I was watching the game. I'm just not a Pickett guy. I'm not. He should be out of the league soon. And it's not like it's not career like backup at best. Yeah, it's not like I don't like him. He's just not a good quarterback. He's a good guy, yeah. you know, nothing personal, but just can't play. Simply can't play. Now, switching gears into Sunday night football here. Ravens at Chargers. Ravens are disrespectfully only a three and a half point favorite. What's up with these Ravens and Eagles lines only being three and a half point favorites against some teams with a lot of question marks? The Chargers. I just got. Some big news on Bleacher Report. Shaq Leonard of the Indianapolis Coast was just released, and the Cowboys and Eagles are expected to pursue the linebacker after clearing waivers. The Eagles are known for their linebacker, you know, little mishaps right now in the season. And I think a former defensive player of the year, couple Pro Bowl and three-time All-Pro linebacker and Shaq Leonard would just, I think, boost this team to the favorites right away. I just want everyone to know that I just got that notification because I gasped in excitement over what could be on this defensive side of the Eagles. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. He has had some injury problems recently, but still. Three-time All-Pro. Four-time All-Pro. Four. Defensive player of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Oh, was it rookie? Yeah, rookie. Ah, Still. 2017? Yeah. yeah. He had a sick – I mean, he had a 163 tackles that year. <laughs> 163? Se- seven sacks, four forced fumbles. Oh, my God. Eight pass deflections, like That's two crazy. interceptions. The guy was doing it all. First, 163 yeah, he, tackles? Yeah, he was first team all pro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chase, I don't get why he was released other than the injuries because he goes – They said – the Colts said – the injury history, but can we look at the? He Colts? led the league. That he also had 111 solo tackles. Can that we year. just? The Colts ownership is a joke. Jim Irsay. Did you hear the one like interview he had? He got pulled over for a DUI, and he was like, "Yeah, I think they just pulled me over because I'm just a 
billionaire white guy. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You were drunk driving. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> you you have a DUI to your name. He, oh my. He's literally started to, like, disassociate with the rest of the human population. He, he views himself as, like, a demigod. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It's really ridiculous. And I just think the cult's ownership is just terrible. And that's why the Jonathan Taylor thing happened. And the cult's owner was speaking on it, not the GM or president. That's why, I mean, Peyton Manning leaves for Denver. Yeah. Andrew Luck retires freakishly early. It's still one of the biggest mysteries in football. Yep. Weird stuff goes on over there. Yep. Weird stuff. I don't know. I mean, not good. And then Anthony Richardson playing him with the sprained knee, next thing you know. Shoulder. He had a shot, and then he tore his ACL. No, he didn't tear his ACL. It was a seizing ending shoulder surgery. He wasn't he playing hurt though with when he went into that game. Like he had yeah, I think he, he had, well, he had, he had a, a knee or like a, a hyper early and then like a hyperextended knee or sprained yeah. knee and then they were still were just playing him. Yeah, even though he was balling out and you could just be like just rest. You yeah. have time. You're a rookie. We're not winning the bowl this year, yeah. all right? Yeah. Like easy. But to go off what you were saying about the Ravens being under, you know, underappreciated, I I don't understand it. I mean, Again, we're going to keep saying it until Staley's fired. This Staley Chargers defense is terrible. In a post-game interview, he said, I have full confidence in my defense and no one's going to change play calling it. He's going to keep play calling the defense. And now you lost Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa's gone for at least four weeks. Um, I mean, Jordan Love just had his first 300-yard passing game against yep. this defense. And I mean, guess, guess what defense? The Chargers defense run by Brandon Staley. It's I a think, joke. I think Lamar's going to ball out. Oh, me too. I got a blowout in this game. I, I think Ravens easily went by seven. I'm going to bet them alternate spread. Yeah. And Chase, this is why we need to own a sports book one day. 61% of the bets are coming in on the Chargers at plus three and a half. It's so free out here. That's I mean, so free. FanDuel and DraftKings got to be licking their chops right now. You know, They're getting I, paid I wanna, on you know Sunday night. Interesting. I was just doing research one day, you know, on marketing and just how like betting just kind of explodes and FanDuel makes like $500 million sometimes a week. Doesn't surprise me at all. They, yeah. that the money they make is outlandish. Less than 20% of betters are profitable. It's so hard. That's how like, to me, that's, insane. it's like day trading. Yeah, it is. Like if you, if you hit 55% of your bets, you're considered like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Baltimore. They're just a wagon. Fourth in points per game. Like, second in points per game allowed. First in rush yards per game. Third in yards per game allowed. First in sacks. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they that defense hums. And it starts with those two stud all-pro linebackers. Yep. I mean, I love Baltimore. They're, I mean, yeah, they just lost Mark Andrews. Everyone thought he was done for the year. They, It just came out, though, that he can return if they make a playoff run, which we anticipate they will. They, Honestly, I like them to come out of the AFC. I do. T- I mean, I do have to say the Chiefs looked really good. They did. The Chiefs' Monday. defense is legit too. Chiefs' def- I didn't think I th- it was that. I, I say I, I like them. It was good, but I didn't think it was that legit. I think the Chiefs still come out. Yeah, but I think Baltimore could give them a fight, and I think Baltimore will go to the AFC Championship. Yeah, I think I honestly think it's a. It could be a Super Bowl rematch again. Me too. Like I. That's I'm, what I predict. I I gotta say, and this has been day one, so. Eagles lose next week to the Niners. I just think the Niners come in like it's this the is Super their Bowl. Super Bowl. This and is, I'm okay with that because we'll take them in the NFC chip. I'll, if we win against Buffalo, lose against the Niners, we're 10-2. Then let's go beat Dallas in Dallas. 
I'm not worried about Seattle. And then you get Cupcake Giants twice in Arizona. Yeah. Free. One Those are seed two locked free up. wins right there. And then you get the one seed. Yep. And then you can just sit on your couch for another week and watch the 49. I hope, yeah. And we might be in a position where we have the one seed clinch and we don't even have to play our guys on MetLife in week 18. Yeah. Which I, I Which wouldn't would be want huge. that. I don't want them to play on No. Play. If Jalen has to play that last week, I'm going to, I can't watch the game. I'm going to be freaking out I, the whole time. I would love Mariota play week 18. I think they win even with Mariota. The only problem right now is the Lions. I see, yeah, I, I just pulled up the Lions schedule, Chase. This is a problem. Ready? Green Bay tomorrow. Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings twice, Cowboys. I think Cowboys beat Lions. That's going to be in Week 17. Yeah, I could see that. That's they weird. Play it's going to be Vikings twice. Yeah, not back to back. They it's the yeah, same just, way we play the yeah. Giants. They I go think 16. They, they might steal one against. Vikings might steal one. Denver could get frisky. Yeah. If, I mean, and the Saints, they got a defense. Saints are frisky. Yeah. Here's my I'm just seeing minimum three guaranteed wins here out of Detroit. Well, you know you know the stat that you we were heavy on last year is how Jared Goff plays at home compared to away. Oh yeah. He threw three picks against the Bears last week. The Lion the Lions are good, don't get me wrong, but Jared Goff doesn't look like he had a hot couple weeks. Here's the other thing too. Let's say somehow the Eagles fall apart here. Lions go, you know, they go, whatever, five and or six and one to finish the year. They get the one seed. I'll go into Detroit and thump them uh, easily. Obviously, I wanted to run through Philly again, but if that's what it takes, yeah, I don't care. They're gonna thump Detroit. They almost lost to the Bears. Let me ask two hypotheticals here. Would you rather San Fran comes into Philly for the NFC chip or Philly goes to Detroit for the NFC chip? Easily, Philly goes. to Detroit. Me too. I I, I feel like that's easy for anyone. It's just like, yeah, I want to be at the link, but at the same time, you have to play a tougher team in the 49ers, and they're looking to kill someone at any moment. They're looking to injure Jalen Hurts. They're looking to injure players. We like, forgot to mention Halfanga, their best safety, ACL. ACL. And that that was, hurts. That was because Rashad White broke his ankle. Juked him out of his shoes. Juked him, and then he tore his ACL. I think that hurts them more than Avante Maddox hurts us. Easily. Uh, Halfanga's a player. This is um, Nickel... Roby, Roby yeah. Coleman, or uh, no, what? Mario Goodrich, no, or, no, no. Uh, it, Roby. I know it. Here, I'm gonna bring it up right now because I know it's Roby. It is Bradley Roby playing in the nickel. He looks good. Yeah, he was a great, you know, signing. He was just sitting there waiting to play, and now he's on the Eagles, and he's playing great. He's a great fill-in for Maddox. I love that Mario Goodrich isn't out there, but he's been playing good. Yeah. 100% agree. I, I don't know, especially with the trade deadline pass. Now, San Fran really can't replace Hofunga. No, they can't. They can try and bring in, like, some old wash safety. Like, remember when the um, the Rams, I, they lost... Um, oh, they were all in... Um, Weddle. Weddle. Who was they? I heard it was, like, Jalen Johnson, that uh, safety who played that pop on Metcalf and then was got hurt. Jaylen? No, no, no. It was... Um, I know you're talking about. Let me... Let me I, I have to look it up now. That de- I just remember that defense was good for the Rams. It was um, Ramsey, and then you had Darius Williams on the other side. And then he was Darius Williams is having a rough year in Jacksonville alongside Tyson Campbell. Both that's kind of the problem in Jacksonville right now in their defense that they have. They're paying these two corners good money. They're both historically been good corners, and they're both underperforming. Oh yeah. But no, I want to hear this safety name because you're gonna say it. I'm gonna be like ah. Uh... I feel like he went to the uh, – he got traded, like, right after the bowl. Yeah. All right. 
Maybe to the Browns. I'm looking. Defense. Jordan Filler, Taylor Rapp, Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Reader, Darius Williams. Who is it? You got their 2021 roster up? Yeah, I'm on it now. Moral of the story is if we can't find it, they had a safety go down. They brought in a wash Derek Weddle. He ended up playing okay. Um, you know, they well, obviously won the Super own. Bowl. Yeah, but Perk, I mean, that would be like best case scenario for San Fran to replace Hofunga. And I can't think of a safety like that really on the market right now. I know, like the uh, Steelers, they both their linebackers, Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander, went down and they just signed off the streets Blake Martinez. Yeah, I think he's like in his he's in his well in his thirties now. Former Giants and uh, Packer, Packer linebacker. Yeah, he was on. He was doing like a Pokemon trading. He was doing Pokemon trading cards. He was making like a million dollars off like a couple cards, but apparently he got into a scandal, so he had to go yeah. back to football. That's the, sorry, we're jumping around a little bit. That's the other problem with the Steelers is that yeah, like the their two starting linebackers go down, and then they also lose Keanu Neal safety alongside Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So the defense is getting a little thin. TJ Watt, unfortunately, could go down any week. Yeah. So, yeah, real problem there. But nonetheless, Lions, first time they've started out 8-2 and two in 40 years. Dan Campbell yeah. was fired up. And they've got an easy schedule going out. But we knew all year. I mean, we knew going in. Lions had one of the – they had a top five easiest schedule in the league. Yeah. And the Eagles have the hardest schedule in the league. So – It'll come down to, you know, if the Lions can pretty much. I'm just not worried about it. I'm I don't not care. either. I'm like, not people either. keep saying Philly, Dallas, San Fran, Detroit. I don't care about the Lions. All right. And I honestly, I think, obviously, they're playing better football right now, but I think the Cowboys would beat the Lions in the playoffs, too. Yeah. I agree. They're just better. And so would, so would the Niners. Yeah. They would. They're just better teams. I think they better quarterbacks than Jared Goff. It'd be great if. In the first round, the Niners like go into Dallas or something. Yeah, and lose. Or they can't go into Dallas, but yeah, it would have to be Dallas. Dallas goes in. to, and they finally get their revenge. That'd be great. Yeah, they're due. They're yeah, due. They are due. But guess what? Dak against San Fran. I'm I'm taking San Fran's D every time. Have to. Dak, Dak. The Cowboys haven't won a game against a team with a winning record this year. And every time Dak's played a competent, you know. A really good team, they lose, and he throws like two plus picks a game. So with the exception, of the, but he always plays like he pretty decent good. against it's, the Eagles. It's, again, Eagles Cowboys is the Cowboys Super Bowl. Yeah, the other people got to realize too is like people come at the Eagles now the way like people would come at the Patriots during the Patriots dynasty. Like the Eagles yeah. have now the best winning percentage in the NFC since two thousand. Like we've been the class of the NFC. Obviously, you know, Saints have a ring. Green Bay has been good. Both those teams are nowhere near what the Eagles are yeah. and have been now. But the Eagles are that team in the NFC. They are. And, I mean, the Eagles are becoming America's team. Like, oh, you, I keep seeing these notifications after the weekend, like, Sunday Night Football, most viewers in 15 years. And it's like, oh, Eagles have to be playing Sunday. It was Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah. It was Eagles-Chiefs. Like, And I know they're going up against big brands here, Chiefs and Cowboys, but still, the birds. Still, though, if the Chiefs are going against the Bills, it could be close to there, but I don't think it's going to break the record. No. So, now, finishing up this episode, what is your lock of the week? Without a doubt, ooh, I'm parlaying 
the Ravens and the Eagles. With the spread on both of them, and I'm smashing it. I'm ready to take a loan out. (laughs) Really am. Like, I love those two lines. And hey, hey, our our personal locks didn't hit last week, Chase, but the big one, the combined lock, lock was never in doubt. No, never in doubt. Matter of fact, I doubled down, actually. Birds. Birds to win. Of course. And then I'm going to take Houston to win. I like them in this matchup again. Like you said, it's going to be hard to win two in a row, but they're in Houston. I like the way their defense is playing, and C.J. Stroud's been balling. So I think he continues the ball and embarrass this Jaguars defense. And I think, you know, for a small-town big takes lock, I think it's easy, the birds to cover. Yep. I think that that's our mutual lock, and I think we can easily agree on that. And, yes, we do choose the Eagles a lot, but they're their hometown team. They're our team. And they win in cover. And they win it's in good cover. It's good betting. It is. So, I mean, if it's been They're hit, undervalued by the national media. They are. And if you don't ride, it's on you. Um, we could tell you as many times as we can. And it's also – there's always – people always say, oh, you shouldn't bet on your team. That You're betting with your heart. But I look at it like I have the discipline to where I know the birds the best. I watch everything there is to watch. I watch every bit of sports media that comes out on them, following them from training camp all through the week. I'm seeing who's out, who's coming back. I know everything about them. I'm following the guys on social media. Like I know this team well. I know you do too, Chase. So it's like I get the argument of don't bet with your heart. But I'm like hyper focused on the yeah. birds. How could I not bet them when I got a strong feel? Yeah, exactly, and especially when they're playing at such a high level. And the stars. This is the year they win the Super Bowl. I think it is. I think they went robbed last year. Robbed, and I think this is the year. I think it's a Jalen Hurts revenge tour. It is. It is. Well, that wraps up episode thirty-seven. Keep the main thing. The main thing. We'll catch you next time on Small Town Big Takes.